Win, 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 no matter what, just say how you do that Failure's not an option, all that losing, we can't do that I'm tripping head to toe, pull up with the set, ready to go Cut that bitch back, let it go, straight to the net it go Switch! You can't make a move, I got the press got on you And the way my sniper shoot, hope you got your vest on you Bro, baller out the 304 like OJ Mayo Juice! Failure's not an option, no, I rap for nails I can't with the they watchin' my move huh. They like how I do that, do that I'm with a shooter, he keepin' my curb I bet he gon' shoot that Refusin' to fail, no, that ain't no option No, I cannot do that Jump out the gym like I'm in the league They be like, who they? Good afternoon, good people This is a new episode of the Soft Straight Talk Show And as you just heard, that was the intro song for a very special uh, thing going on here in West Virginia, the Fineo failure is not an option. Um, it's an AAU team ran by uh, Josh Cookie Miller, a very, very, very uh, good person, I want to say first off, but uh, I mean, tremendous basketball player growing up, played for the Nebraska Cornhuskers uh, during the times of the, uh, say, uh, late 2000s. You know what I'm saying? Um, came back, won a, 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 a title for West Virginia State University, a university that's, uh, you know, highly regarded for people around West Virginia. Um, came back, won a championship here. One of the, you know saying, like one of my favorite basketball players I love to watch. You know, five foot, five foot eight, uh, you know, crossovers, mm -hmm. passing, you name it, he's got it. But he's had, he, he has done amazing things. Um, through the years, um, post basketball, um, with Second Avenue Leagues, which I've talked about uh, on on an episode previous on here, um, it's a it's a, like a Rucker Park type feel. Except it's in Charleston, West Virginia. You know, what I'm saying it's um, it's a good it's a good thing. I mean, you know, we don't get a big limelight over you know West Virginia. You know, probably biggest thing we get is our you know university. You know, we got legends Jerry West, Randy Moss. Uh, Jason Williams and things of that nature, um, you know, uh, people like that. But this is something right here that we just think is just like all world. And, you know, people came from all over the, uh, the country and saw this. I guarantee it would it would bolster uh, uh, tremendously. Um, but, you know, saying with Fineo just being his AU thing, I mean, he's got great people like Buddy Scott, who, uh, you know, saying I, I interact with, uh, you know, saying just good people throughout. And uh, my brother, uh, Notorious Gooch, you know what I'm saying, he helped out with the uh, intro song for their, you know what I'm saying, warm-ups or any type of content that they can put out to advertise this AAU uh, team, which I think is really big. Got some real good young talent, you know what I'm saying. I think they start out around, I could be wrong, but I think they start out around eight eight years old or things of that nature and move on up. But Fineo, that's F, failure is not an option. F-I-N-A-O. Fineo. So y'all, you know what I'm saying? People that's listening outside of West Virginia, you know what I'm saying? Get on Facebook, you know what I'm saying? People out on the internet, check out some content, things of that nature that's out there. But like I said, it's a good movement. They're going to be coming to tournaments near you and they're going to be bringing home the gold. So that's that's just my plug that I wanted to throw in right there. So hope y'all enjoyed that little snippet of a song um, for the Fineo uh, uh, AU establishment. And, um, you know, Man, let's talk about game one of the NBA Finals. Like I said, this episode is purely NBA Finals. I'm not stretching and talking about this and that or whatever like that. I want to talk about the NBA Finals because, um, you know, I felt like the last few episodes, you know what I'm saying, leading up to the Finals, this leading up to this game 
You know what I'm saying? I talk about Lakers, you know, Magic Johnson. He's been going through Rob Polinka and the behind the scenes, the backstabbing, talking about the uh, uh, all NBA teams, uh, talking about things involving uh, 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 player movement later on and, and all that good stuff like that. But this today, I'm talking about game one, which the first went to 24 years for the Toronto Raptors to see this one moment. And it's going to be a hell of a two weeks in Toronto. They had the what the second best record in the league. They finished second in the East. Uh, Warriors had the what third best record, I believe, behind the Raptors. Raptors gets home court. They get the first two games at home. I call the Raptors winning uh, the first game. Um, the people that you know saying to be around me or watch my Facebook. Speaking of which, Facebook. I'm not. I'm not going to be updating sports or things with involving my uh page with my show is now Salt Straight Talk Show on Facebook that you can find me and you know saying where I'm going to be giving us sports updates going live and things of that nature. But for you know saying for the longest I was going under Justin Austin my name, you know saying making updates and such like that. Had to figure out some things with Facebook and why they wouldn't let me, you know what I'm saying, do some tinkering with the making the page and whatnot. I got that all resolved. So now a soft straight talk show on Facebook. So you can check me out on there. Like the page, share the page, and all that good stuff. Same thing for Instagram. Same thing for uh YouTube as well. Um like I said, YouTube, that's a slowly, that's a slowly uh progressive thing. But anyway, back to game one. Drake, you know what I'm saying, shows up, got the Dale Curry you, um, jersey on, signed by Dale Curry, signed by Dale Curry, got the got the swag, got the got the Nike armband on the arm, paid $60,000 for a seat, I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, they gave him a $600,000 jacket, I think he could pay for a $60,000 seat, 60 G's, okay, that's what I heard on the broadcast, I don't know how, you know, factual that is, I heard the man had to pay 60 G's for his seat, that's Drake, that's, that's what you want to do, if you want to hoot, holler, almost be on the court, I guess maybe for a regular person to get that, it probably won't be that much, but they know Drake is the ambassador of the team, but also he gets to do a lot of extra perky things, so I mean, maybe that 60 grand could be entitled to that, where like, hey, I could be able to shout out Draymond Green and say, hey, y'all trash. You know what I'm saying? I should be able to, t- to pull Lint out of Steph Curry's hair. You know what I'm saying? But the way this game started, I said, Toronto can't get into a shooting match with this team or it's going to be trouble. And they did that. They came out there and shot like seven threes in the opening stands of this game. And they was in the lead by two. Warriors started to wake up a little bit, started hitting some shots. The defense, the way it was going, no transition defense for either team, honestly. Until about the seven-minute mark of the first quarter where Toronto said, you know what, we're going to start playing some defense, chasing these guys off the three-point line, let them drive and see what happens. Referees was letting it go uh, later on toward the game, but in the first half, it was some people picking up two fouls, three fouls. I mean, Jesus Christ, Kawhi Leonard was making dumb fouls. I, I just don't think he was highly focused in the first half. The, 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 you know, the Warriors had nine days off. Raptors didn't. Good thing, but bad thing because Kawhi's been having a lot of usage. I think with the prep interviews and everything for this finals, I think he just had a little bit of off-focusness in the first half. He had to get his scruples together 
And then he had a you know decent second half coming into finishing where he finished. So anyway, the defense changed to where I saw the Raptors saying, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna ride this. We're gonna ride this transition basketball, but we gotta stop with the threes. And then it stopped there. And then the league grew whenever Siakam started going crazy, and I mean crazy and saying getting out transition. They could have settled for half court offense. They could have just walked it down." But you see a big, tall deer like that running down the court. You got to make a pass down there. He going to finish. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to waste possession like that because the guy maybe might miss the layup, might get a contested layup, might miss it, and then boom, here we are coming back down, got to play defense. But you might be a man back. So could be four and five or four and four, depending on if that person can get back or not. But what I'm saying is, is that, Siakam was the big difference because the Warriors was on a nine-day rest. He's just coming off of a series, a series where he was spotty in some games and whatnot. He knew he had to show up in this game. Moments early in the game, he set up for shots he couldn't make, and then all of a sudden he had a he had a uh, uh, got a layup. I think he made some free throws, and then he hit a three. And then once he hit that three, I was all over Siakam. You know what I'm saying? Like give the ball to Pascal Siakam. And let him do. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, floor general, as far as how he ran things out there and did smart things and put people in good positions, hit some good shots. Uh, but Siakam getting out there running, man, and catching the ball, finishing out in transition. I mean, uh, the Warriors had seven turnovers at the end of the had, – had nine turnovers at the end of the first half. Nine. Um, the Warriors – we just like, you know, we can turn it on or we can, you know, hit a couple of threes and scare them. You're not intimidating this team. I'm telling you now, there's no intimidating this team. There's no way, shape, and form that this team who got home court advantage is going to feel intimidated by any of these players. Steph, Iggy, Clay, don't matter because they know Kevin Durant's not on the court. They know their bench is better. They know Boogie's rushed himself back into the team. He's got what? He played 12 minutes, didn't do nothing. So that was 12 minutes they was going to have. Also, they let Siakam have these shots. They let Marcus all have these shots. They let things happen because they're like, you know, we ain't played these suckers. You know what I'm saying? We haven't experienced the Raptors like we experienced the Rockets, the Blazers, the Clippers, the Spurs. Do you play those guys four times? You only played the Raptors twice, but with this twice, you play one game without Draymond. You and Kate and Steph. Another game, Kawhi didn't play, and I don't think KD played. So, in in in, in both of those games in the regular seasons, both teams was not fully assembled, which they're not now. But at least you got Draymond, Clay, and Steph. At least you have that one championship team that won the championship back in two thousand and um. Uh, 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 16, you have that team out there, but no bench. You got Livingston. You got Looney. You're running McKinley. Josh Bell starting. Guys like that. It's kind of, I'm not going to say disarray, but Steve Kerr is trying his best. The transition defense was God awful. The, The one good thing I can say about the Warriors defense was half court and on what they did to Kawhi Leonard. Only thing they messed up on the half court defense was that they were so worried about Kawhi Leonard, they let Pascal Siakam get in the rhythm. And to where when they started to guard him, he was barbecue chicken. 
He was he was hitting the uh the the, the spin layups, uh, driving hard with that that left hand layup. When he drove left and finished with that left hand layup, I said, "My God!" I mean, like it was just plays. He even threw up a hook shot with his ass closed. I'm dead serious. I guarantee Sam Jones out of Pick and Roll Podcast. We watched this game together. He's gonna mention that on the next on his on his episode of the Pick and Roll Podcast. Him and Ishmael Whitten. Oh my God! You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God! Like that's one of the the, the craziest things ever. This man threw up a hook shot, looked up, eyes closed, not even looking at the rim. The ball goes in. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, the shot clock coming down. He throwing up stuff is going in. Kyle Lowry throwing up stuff. Then the game is going in. Kawhi Leonard kept going to the free throw line. You know, it just those things were kept them in the lead comfortably. Eight points, ten points, back to six. Okay, we get it back up to nine and ten. They did that. Warriors felt like we're still in this game. We're still in this game. Draymond said in the post game conference, you know, I feel good because we 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 played bad and we stayed in this game. The one thing that he has to note is that he's he's right, but he has to know that you are now being challenged by a man that is trying to is being for the most improved player. Man, he's he's got a chip on his shoulder like how you used to have. Not as crazy, man. You know, saying was brought up to be a preacher to his fifteen years old, Pascal Siakam. So, a priest. So I mean, like he's not gonna be like Draymond, but he has the same chip. So he's going at Draymond, man. He's going dead at him. Draymond's gonna have to, like he said, he's gonna have to try to take him out the series. Easier said than done, I'd say. Uh, I picked the Warriors to win the series in six. I picked the Raptors to win Game One. I feel that they could win. Uh, uh, I feel, you know, what I'm saying strongly that they could they could win this series. But like I said, I already made my pick pro preseason. I made my pick. How I felt before the playoffs started. I said, there's no team that can beat the Warriors. I can't change that now. But I can't root for the Raptors. I'm rooting for the Raptors. That'd be great. If they win a championship, Drake is going to come out with an album. To, to the next day, the, the, when they win, if they win the championship, Drake's coming out with an album. Guarantee it. I guarantee it. He'll come out with an album. He'll drop an album. He'll probably got the album already ready to go. Called Champions. But anyway, uh, back to what I was. Back to back to back to back. Um... I want to talk about going into the second half of the game real quick. It was a part where in that game where fouls were starting to be not called. Both sides, but you had moments on the Raptors side where the Warriors guys can be like, hey, man, what the hell, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, why why can't we get a foul call on that? You know, Steph Mason drives to the basket and uh, took some hits. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he took some hits where there was no foul call. Draymond went to the lane, uh, 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 was getting hit. Clay was getting grabbed by the jersey. But the refs was letting him play. I just think on, on certain plays, it was a lot let go on the offensive side of the Raptors, where, you know, I, I just I just think I just think like it was it was it was things let go to where I think both teams can look at it and be like, man, these refs are horrible. They cheating on this team. But the Raptors just made better offensive plays. They kept the lead. But the fouls and how things were called by the refs, I think, was kind of neutral. I'm not even going to sit there and say that they cheated the Warriors or just because it was home cooking or nothing. There were little times. There was literal times where you know a Raptors player would get cleaned out, and no whistle was blown. Same thing was happening down on the other end on the Warriors side. So I mean, I just felt like the second half, the referees was like, "This is game one of the finals. The ratings are probably going through the roof. This is the Raptors' first finals game. I'm not going to choke on this whistle." 
You know, so I'm not going to sit there and just keep blowing on on every single thing. And I appreciated that because there was a lot of plays where you just be like, man, do you really need a foul call? You know what I'm saying? Do we really need it? So, I mean, like, it, it was just a good game to watch in general. I mean, the way the score was going and stuff, and um, you you saw the Warriors, they had moments where you think, like, oh, here they come. Here they come. You know what I'm saying? Steph getting to the lane. Then McKinney coming in, hitting threes. You know what I'm saying? Like, being a person that just hasn't been in this limelight at all, but can come right in there and just shoot. I mean, it was even when, uh, it was even at the end of the game. Where, you know, Lowry hit a big three, McKinney comes in. I mean, he's and if going forward in this series, that's one bench player that could rise. Be that be that McCall that McCall was supposed to be for the Warriors when I was playing for the Raptors. He came in and hit open three. That was kind of sweet how he was geeking, man. He was wanting the shot. And he finally got his shot and he made it. Um, Marcus Hall's going to have to take less threes in game two. They're going to be playing hard, stiffer defense with him chasing them off the line. So just go ahead and take your ass down to the post. Hit that mid-range shot you was hitting in the second half. That was beautiful. Man, 20 points. He scored 20. Uh, uh, um, Pascal scored 30. Kawhi Leonard, man, 23, 8-7. 8-6, uh, I believe. And that's just, he went 8-9 for nine for three uh, from the free throw line. Uh, you know, being that... Doing that, I mean, you can't say the man had a bad game. The man's been uh, shooting 30 shots, been getting 35 points, 40 points, but he trusted the team. Trust the team, man. When, we, when the double team come, you don't got to force up a bad. Now, it's a few times he, shoot, he shot some jumpers where he thought, that, you know, those went in, but, you know, that's just Kawhi. But, you know, he moved the ball. They moved it. Extra pass. You know, people just – and then, you know, forced the three because – it was it was possessions where Warriors did a great job of chasing them off the three point line, but they didn't settle. They drove in, took their time. It was times where you know where where uh, I would say Van Fleet was just like, okay, I'm not gonna rush in and shoot a layup, like, but I'm gonna make a quick pass. But that Euro step that he did, oh my lord! I said, how did he get that? I said because that was on Looney, like like he literally did a Euro bop bop. Looney didn't know what to do. I think it was Looney. I mean, like, you know, but Boogie was in there. You know, that's why I said, I think it might have been Boogie or Looney. But Boogie, man, he just didn't really do nothing. But just wanted to be Coach Cal LaPerry's first player in the NBA Finals. I think he was more worried about that and, you know, overcoming his injuries and showing that to where, you know, I can come out there. And I don't think he had the intent to really try to help him win because, you know, there's Beatrice out there shooting. I said Beatrice, Lord of mercy. And that's his name? No, it's not Beatrice. Um, I'm thinking Beatrice was for the Warriors, but uh, uh, God dog it. What's that guy's name? And that's, you know, that's one of Charles Barkley, Alex Lynn, you know, saying Myers Leonard moment right there. God forgive me. He's not a star player on the team, so I do apologize. But there's a guy on the Warriors team that, uh, that I think, Drepko. That's his name. I didn't have to look it up. Drebko shot a couple threes. He made one. But I'm like, you know, Cousins should be floating around. I just don't think he was in the game plan. I think Kerr was just like, you know, Coach Calipari came to the game. It would be good for him, good for you. It's good for Kentucky. I mean, this is what I think the mission for Cousins getting on the court was for that. It was something to see. Coach Cal get a first player to step on the uh, NBA Finals floor. You know, Derrick Rose was probably the, 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 the you know the next closest. Derrick Rose was close, but LeBron James said, "Let me guard him real quick," and we all know what happened after that. But 
Um, go, I'm gonna go check out some, uh, go, go over some stats, some things I saw that I'm gonna talk about. The main thing is, is the turnovers for Golden State, but also, uh, let's, let's take a look at here at the, the three pointers here. They both shot damn near the same three, 39%, the same 12, 31, 13, and 33. So, this is where I'm gonna get at here. Golden State, you did okay in that area. You didn't shoot horribly wrong in, in the in the uh, at the field goal percentage. Shot forty four percent. When you have a team that has six what six less turnovers, than you you still keeping in the game and stuff like that. Let's start thinking about certain possessions. Let's think about certain possessions. Let's think about the ones to where. I got so frustrated. I'm not a Warriors fan or like that, but they run the same set every time. Now, I'm, you know, it's either Draymond, somebody coming down court, just panning the ball, it's either Draymond or Steph. Most of the time it's Draymond. And I think Draymond was in with Sean Livingston, and they always run this play where Looney, uh, Dray, uh, Looney, Iguodala, somebody, a bigger, you know, forward that's going to come up, set a screen, and then that guard that's walking up with Draymond is going to just cruise onto the lane. That was a turnover. You know how many times they run that? Like, they run that play. I've seen them. They run it because he, Sean Livingston catches it. He can either go baseline, kick it to the corner, finish at the rim, give it back to uh to the screener. All those things they can do off of that. How do you get a turnover on that play? And that was a crucial possession. You're coming down trying to get a bucket after Siakam is torching you. Um, Steph Curry throwing the one-handed lazy passes, you know, saying, seeing the double team coming, not really looking. That left-handed little, I mean, like, you can't have turnovers like that on key possessions because what you're going to do is is that they scored, what, 17 points off of turnovers. Yeah, y'all did too, but here's, you know, the things where they killed you in the paint. Uh, you, 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 you did not pursue, you know what I'm saying, to keep a lead. You didn't play good defense. So defensively, turnovers, cousins. Those are my three things. Play better transition defense. You have to cut down on the turnovers. The Marcus Cousins, if you're going to put on a uniform, you have to do something. Because I would say this much. With what they have on the court without KD, and if you're going to come back on the court, you got to bring something positive. Or it's just kind of like Jameer Nelson rushing back for nothing in that finals against the Lakers. He didn't do nothing. But Ray for Austin was doing it all. There's no Ray Frost doing on that team. Now, Looney had a good series against the Rockets. Don't get me wrong. But I would say this much about Kevin Looney. He's not going to do what he did against the Rockets against this, this team with a box. Marcus Saul. These guys are just, he can't. They're getting rebounds. They didn't kill him on rebounds. But I'll tell you what. I think if I went back to I'm which I'm not trying to go all that back in time, you know, saying it ain't right there in front of me. But I'm quite positive that the Warriors were destroying the Blazers in the Rockets on offense rebounds not in every single game of that series. And what I'm saying is that they're, they're going to be in situations where they can't sit there and rely on that second chance bucket like they did. And they a lot of chance their second chance buckets are at three. So they're not going to get that a lot. Toronto's going to get the rebound, and they're going to get out 
You got to get out there on transition defense. Quit going for the offensive rebound. Get your ass back. Play defense. Have another possession later without them scoring. Because they're going to come down there and score quick now. They know that they're going to be ready for that. They're going to try to slow it down and get Kawhi into better spots. But they're going to put Siakam back in the corner. Now, Siakam's going to have to hit that corner three with confidence. They're going to start swinging the ball again. But I think in game two for the Raptors, get mid-range shots from Marcus Gasol. Let Marcus Gasol dictate what happens in the beginning of that game. Could open up for Kawhi or Siakam again. For the Warriors, you're going to have to sit there and say, you know what? We're going to have to establish somebody to get a bucket when we need one. Because that's something that was not said, I don't think, enough. It was not said enough to me. And my observation was not said enough um, after game one. Where, without KD, who can you get an ISO bucket? And people thinking like, oh, man, we play team basketball now. We pass and we move. Clay had 20-some points. Steph at 30, it's all well and good. When it comes down to it, when you need somebody to move out the way so I can go get a bucket, draw the dough so I can kick it. The, the, what I'm saying is that against this Toronto Raptors defense, the plays that they're trying to run to get those shots, they're running them off the three-point line. They have to drive and throw the, shoot the little runners and floaters and stuff, which I think game two is going to turn into more stronger layups and contact layups and things. Especially going back to Golden State, I think the whistle is going to blow a little bit more and they're going to go to the line. But they're going to steal one of these games, man. They're going to have to be able to get one. Clay's going to have to sharpen up the dribbling. There was some patty-pat dribbling. If he wants to get down the post to the little turnaround, Steph's going to have to diddy-diddy-diddy-bop and, and get his ISO game ready because if they can't do that in the crunch time, they're going to team defense and lock them up, chase them off the three-point line, and make them take uncomfortable shots. I've seen it happen. J.R. Smith, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving just said, you know what? For three games straight, we are going to just dedicate on hard defense and make them beat us one-on-one. And they won the series. I watched it. They kept trying to run the plays, turn over this. Here we go. Draymond, so I'm going to drive in, shoot this layup. He gets it blocked, whatever. I saw it happen last night. They couldn't get a bucket. Now, when it comes down to them, you know, really, you know what I'm saying, like when when Steph gets out there in that, in that range and starts dripping, do, 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 you have to make a decision. He drives, gets down one layup. They have to do more of that. They got to feel confident doing that. I felt like they just felt like, man, we we good, we get them. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to turn it on. Man, they were down 10 with, what, five minutes left. They was down about 11, 11 10, uh, 10, 11 points. And um, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, Steph did, yeah. Steph got the end one layup. They was, they was, they was trying to come back again. But when you coming back down playing defense, man, like if you if you're going to sit there and and just play the defense that they played and just locked everything up and then they throw up something and just go in, you just can't help that. You can't help it. So at that point, to where I said the game's over, I said it's over. I said they're just making stuff, just anything now. So you know, saying the Warriors gotta know that they're not gonna do that again. They're not, they're they're not gonna be able to do that again, but they are gonna be able to do what they did somewhat in that game. They don't play better defense. If you're not gonna cut off Siakam, you're not gonna let Van Fleet feel like he's five foot nothing. You made him feel like he was six two. You made Kyle Lowry, you know, what I'm saying be that 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 grandfather out there. You know, what I'm saying just picking the charges up, 
you know, trying to get steals here and there. Didn't have a good offense, great offensive game, but he moved the ball. But on defense, he made he mattered. He mattered on defense. That was a great thing. Um, uh, uh, going down to the coaching, Steve Kerr didn't do a bad job coaching. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, the Raptors coach, uh, well, they they used to they, they they're joking is calling him off the light Mike, him and uh him and Kawhi Leonard, Calvin Cambridge and the and the little white kid, man. That 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 right there got me laughing. But um the Raptors uh head coach, uh he, he cracks me up on the on the sidelines, man. Like the way, the way he gets up and, and you know what I'm saying, like he get he goes over there right near Drake and stuff like that, man. It cracks me up how he does that. He goes over there right near Drake. He like, he like, man, like, what are we going to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, Drake. <laughs> it always cracks me up. But, you know, this is going to be a good uh, competitive. Uh, I think both coaches are, uh, well, you know, of course, Steve Kerr is going to get the nod of being the better coach. Uh, but if you, if you think about everything that's, that's going on, um, this this looks like it's gonna be a chess match of a coaching battle. You know what I'm saying? This coach is gonna bolster his his status. Like he's not gonna beat on nobody. You know what I'm saying? After this, it's you know, I'm not sitting there trying to poop on Dwayne Casey or anything. Uh but this team is, you know, being ran better coaching wise with Kawhi Leonard on the team. Those the two upgrades with this coach and Kawhi Leonard. This is my opinion. That is just my opinion. And just the same with Mark Jackson leaving and then Steve Kerr coming in. It's the same thing. But, you know, this head coach got Kawhi Leonard instead of DeMar DeRozan. Now, could he have done this? Nick Nurse, could he have done this with DeMar DeMar DeRozan? I doubt it. DeMar DeRozan's out with Popovich in the first round against the Denver Nuggets, which they was the number two seed uh, in in the West. But, you know, DeMarcus, DeMar DeRozan is not taking this team to the finals with Kyle Lowry. Just not. Now, Siakam playing the way he was playing? Ah, you know, it just... <sighs> he kind of... I don't know, man. That's a toss-up. That's that's a good question, but it don't even matter. I mean, they got Kawhi on the team. Dwayne Casey's gone. Nick Nurse, who was an assistant, takes over. And and now he's he's ready to go. He's an offensive mastermind. I think this what needs... The, you know, saying you, you need that uh, on a team for your head coach, and he's he's bringing that man. And and me not having so much uh, information on this guy because you know now now he's starting to. He, this is the start. You know, he's been a, a offensive mastermind assistant. Uh, now he's getting his chance. He's been through the D League and all that. This guy Nick Nurse right here is looking like I'm not scared at the moment of you know, looking over there at Steve Kerr and thinking like, okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna keep it. Keep it about what we uh we're gonna we're gonna keep it about as one hundred as possible. And I felt like on defense, Toronto Raptors just like the his probably his mantra was, we're not gonna get intimidated. We're not gonna sit there and get uh we're not gonna get thrown off kilter. Attack! Run him off the three-point line, grab him, you know what I'm saying? Hook the arm, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, make it make it messy. I tell you, when they blew a three-one lead, a lot of similar play I saw last night was in a three-game stretch by the Cleveland Cavaliers, led by LeBron James, Kyrie Irving. Man, I'm just trying to say, man, you got to do these things. Yeah, they're gonna blow the whistle. They're gonna blow the whistle, especially going back to Golden State. 
But if you don't play physical against this team, who can't turn on the physical button? Third quarter, Kawhi Leonard was getting roughed up, but just it's good sound defense. Can you do it all game long? Can you do it longer than Golden State? Marcus Saul, can you defend the pick and roll like that? All you know, saying the way you can and still do what you can offensively. It's a long grind. It's a long series. Uh, you know, saying. That that in the beauty of it is gonna make for great basketball. The bench is gonna to have to come up big, and I think Toronto's bench is better. Uh, but yeah, that that this game was it was a good one. Like I said, I was just talking about this game in general today, and you know, game two, what I expect and who I I think win. I think Golden State's gonna win game two. I it's it's not you know what I'm saying it's not like in the sand of a blowout. They're gonna get it done. They're gonna get it done. I looked and I looked at that team and just like man, you look at it, same three point percentage. They just do. They just had more turnovers, lost the rebound uh, battle sl- uh, slimly, and I think in the crunch time, trying to make that comeback, you know, what I'm saying impossible shots went in for the Raptors, where they played good defense and tough shots went in. That's tough, but when it happens, when you're trying to come back, it's the last stretch is three, four, three minutes left. And this man sits there and throws up a prayer and it goes in. You just you just quit playing for a minute, man. You're just like, okay, we're good. We might take a couple threes here and there. All in all, we're good. Pretty much. But uh, Steph Curry, good company he's in with, uh, I believe, Oscar Robinson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, with with 30-point games in the, uh, in the finals. I mean, in the playoffs. 30-point consecutive games. In the playoffs, I think he's up to six, which all of those guys got seven. He passes them up. That's good, another good company for Steph Curry, and that's more to the to the resume of Steph Curry. And and you know, saying he's going to have to show up a little better defensively, uh, but you know, not really so much that. What I'm saying is defense. He's not he's not really guarding Kyle Lowry. He's not really guarding. He's going to have to not make the dumb fouls and help and and be that feisty guy. Be the guy that, you know, led the league in steals. You know what I'm saying? So be that guy. Get the ball. Move out in transition. Finish with layups. Just stop and shooting threes. Sometimes it kills me because you miss and they come back down and they they did. I mean, Kawhi Leonard was coming down. I'm sitting there thinking Kawhi going to lay it up. He stopped, shot three, missed, and they came back down. They shot three, missed. They came back down, shot three, missed, and Steph Curry came down there, shot three, and he made it. I said, damn, that's weird. But it was in the first quarter. But I said, that's weird. It's crazy. I didn't see basketball like that. But, um, you know, game two, man. Game two is on the way. Sunday. Uh, you know, let me know who you got. Let me know on my pages. I sit there and ran them all down. Let me know on the voice message on Anchor. And people that listen on Anchor, you know, so let me know on the voice message, man. What you think of game one? Drake going crazy sitting there telling Draymond you trash and you know another thing I'm going to talk about before I get off here is that the post game interview Draymond Green's in and they let a woman ask a question it was the last question she said now I just want to know if you wanted to talk about the little scuffle that you had with Drake time out scuffle scuffle s-u-f-f-l-e scuffle that's physical Scuffle is physical. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Scuffle means physical. That means you got in a physical altercation. Like Draymond said, can we talk about basketball? Because I'm going to tell you something. They want to scuffle. You're not going to make a headline me sitting there saying, oh, yeah, we was about to fight. 
this was words. Words to where they was like, you know what? Let's back up for Draymond. You might do something dumb. Drake, it was all words. Drake didn't sit there. Hey, man, pay 60 down for that seat. I can tell Draymond, you know what? Go comb your hair. You and Steph. Steph, all that lint in his hair. I'm just playing. Just saying. Don't call it a scuffle. Don't try to make this a, you know, a, 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 a hoopla. You know, oh, man, it was about. That, that, that was whack. Calling it a scuffle. You know what I'm saying? It was just a words. Steph was, I mean, Steph was talking to Drake before Draymond came over there. There's not going to be no problem. You know what I'm saying? The man let the team practice in his damn house, for crying out loud, at one point. So, I mean, he's cool with these guys. Um, So, you know, it's just all fun. He's happy his team is in the finals for the first time ever. I don't think the whole Drake thing being a fanatic is needs to be overposed. I think they should just shut up. I mean, Spike Lee did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, people didn't really go too crazy over Spike. Jack Nicholson sat there quiet. You know what I'm saying? I know he was quiet, and people probably want Drake to do that, but Drake's going to be Drake. Can't change people. You can't sit there and tell somebody, like, hey, man, sit your ass down. There's fans up there calling black player the N-word. You know, a uh, 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 homosexual slang, uh, slander. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that stuff. So, I mean, like, you got a guy who's a, a recording artist who's just happy his team in the finals and we want to just keep on throwing knives at this guy? When you got guys in the stands sit there and telling players or trying to touch players? Come on, man. Let's cut it a break. Let's cut it a break. You know, we got the whole bad look thing. I know Drake's got the whole bad look thing, and people probably be like, man, sit down and stuff like that, man. Well, I know, man. Sit him down. I can't stand Drake, man. He, I tell you about Drake. Shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. Honestly, think about it. You're hating on a man. I mean, let's just let's call it how it is. You're hating, period. So we don't need it. Watch the game. Let's watch it. Let him be excited. You know what I'm saying? Like, just pure legit, man. He's just being pure legit. Let's get off his back. If he wants to sit there and pull Lynn off the steps, carry her, and he wants to sit there and call Draymond trash, let him do it. Because that's thug life. <laughs> but uh, this is another episode of the Soft Straight Talk Show. Can't wait to game two on Sunday. Hope y'all gonna be watching it closely like I am. Let's look out for stupid passes, lazy passes on the Warriors side. And let's look and see how, how the Raptors feel after winning game one. Because this is, remember, they're, they're feeling like, hey, we're undefeated against these guys this year. So how are they gonna come out Sunday? Are they gonna attack? Are they gonna just settle? That's the question. Is the Warriors going to go after it? Or are the Warriors going to shut it down? Meaning, damn it, we wait till we get to home. We're going, we're going to try to play with them, like thinking that, you know, what I'm saying is they thinking in their heads, like the refs are after us, and we're just going to. Or they're going to say, you know what, man, we just got beat. We're going to go out there and play a little bit better. We're going to play better defense. We're going to shut this transition shit down. We're going to make sure we chase them off the three-point line and make turnovers. Force them to make turnovers. They only had 10. Y'all had nine at the end of the first half. Food for thought. 
I love that this finals is different. I ain't hating that LeBron's not in it. I'm, I'm glad Cleveland ain't in it. Cleveland was always in it because of LeBron. I wish LeBron was in the playoffs with the Lakers. I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm just saying this is different. This is cool. The parody's in it. Kevin Durant's hurt. Can the old style Warriors come in there and win and beat a Kawhi Leonard? You know what I'm saying? This will be big for them because, you know, everybody's talking about KD's leaving. This is all big. This is all big shit going on, man. Big shit. Big implications. People's leaving. This player's feeling this way for way. Steph Curry feeling like, you know, I got to be the guy still. Six 30-point games in a, you know, in a row. Hey. Hey. Let's get it. Saw Straight Talk Show. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode, man. Y'all have a good one.